so welcome, welcome to So We Did a Thing podcast. I am your co-host, Kiana Latisse. And I have with me always the lovely Tracy Lee. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're here doing our COVID-19 thing with our social distancing virtual hey, life. COVID. Hey, hey, Rona. Hey, Rona. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. We what is this? I feel like we in uh what is it, day 56 or some mess? Somebody Ooh. said uh the 971st day of March. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. Oh my oh, goodness. It's moving fast. Oddly enough, you would think being home that we would be like well, no, day. because no, well, first of all, um, I think for both of us. You know, because you still have work to do, mm. you know what I mean? So it's not like you're off, off, and you're just kind of filling it with TV watching it. And now it's like, oh, God, I've seen every episode. Oh, God, I've seen every, you know, you're you're kind of, I know I am. I'm balancing all the work that I need to get done for my business, my family, and still getting some Here's Netflix some in the end, yeah. you know. Yeah. Right. And so it's been able to go faster, albeit slower. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that makes sense. Yeah, because like for me, I ain't gonna hold you. I told you that I, I, I kind of wish we were closed, but the um, not having to get up with the kids for school and stuff has been true. like absolutely allowed me to just mosey my way through. Mm. Uh, and it feels nice. It really yeah. does. Yeah, it feels really, really good. So we'll see how it so- all goes. I'm going to say to the audience, pay attention to this, right? Pay mm-hmm. attention to the things that are cropping up that you like. Oh, yeah, I like this. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, like, I don't like that. We're going to have to make some changes here. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree. But, but definitely use this time to listen to what's going on. Listen to, um, you know, all of that and pay attention and keep your eyes open. Mm-hmm. And And as we come out of this, I want to say to everybody, that's when you start setting up your plan, right? Mm. Um, not when you're in the storm. So that's just my, you know, we we about to get down to business, but I just yeah. I just wanted to share that with folks. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. All right. So episode seven, um, finding discipline, consistency, and changing habits. Yes. Still working yeah. on that. <laughs> so you know all we can do is make suggestions we're not perfect in our how we execute or whatever the case may be um so as always if you guys have any suggestions that you want to share please you please know do. comment below send us an email we will absolutely love to read and comment and maybe come back around for like a season one recap who knows yeah that'd be um, awesome I know, right? Wouldn't that be cool? So, um, all right. So, the, my first suggestion, um, and I do this in every area of my life, not just personal, but like even when I'm helping clients and things, is to ask them to define their what and why. Mm. So, I'm going to ask you, Kiana, if you can off the cuff, we don't want to spend too much time. Mm. I mean, because I normally give them time to think about it, not just like, hey, what's your one? <laughs> be like, come on, tell me now. <laughs> Right. Um, but what's your what and why? And we'll, and I'm asking this for the end of business world, not just not personal. Not life. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. What's your what and why for business at this moment? Okay. Because I was going to say for life that we would need like six different episodes. Girl, yeah. um, probably 12. Um, oh, it's a whole season. <laughs> it is. It sure is. But um, for right now, my what and why. So my what is 
to define things for myself, right? Um, I have had the expectations of society and other people placed upon me, and now I'm trying to figure that shit out. Um, And my why is because I deserve it. I deserve to live the life that I didn't give myself the opportunity to live before because I wanted to stay within the constraints of societal norms. Um, And now... Um, how do I take the things that I love to do, service, educate, and all of that, and do it in a way that's fun mm-hmm. and that um, speaks to who I really am? So mm. nice. And so, with those, your examples, I'm going to just explain the differences between the what and the why and how that can help, right? Okay. So, the why helps people to focus on the big picture. Mm. Right. And so some people are motivated by the big picture. And so that can absolutely help you to get discipline, create the habit. You know, it gives you the motivation to move forward into what you need. And then the what focuses on the actual process. Ooh, okay. And so for some, they are motivated by the actual process. process. Right. right. So knowing and just it's really interesting what you just said as far as paying attention to mm. yourself and what it is that you're doing you will learn how you operate are you a what motivator or are you a why motivator and, and so do you fluctuate between the two do right? you fluctuate between the two exactly right. and so um but you do have to pay attention to yourself and listen to the things that resonate with you whether positive or negative. And right. then you can you can check the box and say, okay, I don't like that. <laughs> I do like that. Right. You know, how I felt this is, and then you know, how was that information or that feeling motivating you to move mm-hmm. to make actions or to create the you know discipline, the again, the consistency and the habit. So right. um yeah, that's definitely that's the difference between okay. that's the difference between and the worksheet is going to be in our show notes um just so you can have it i like to put it up and look at it on a regular basis i do one almost before every fast that i facilitate okay. at juicebox just to help me um stay focused on my facilitation focused on you know me personally um and then so like for instance uh this last one was to the goal was to just show up. Okay. Um, and with that's a big deal. Yeah, and with COVID nineteen happening the way that it did, I really didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to just just like you know, we'll we'll come to it at another time. And then I realized this might be the best time. Yeah. For a lot of people to do the fast, we had we in Pennsylvania had just gotten the stay at home order, so right. people were like at home more, cooking more, and stuff like that. And um. Although I didn't have as much participation as I had in the previous fast, because I'm sure sure people were going through their, whatever they were going through, because it was literally the first week. So it's like, you know, you're either getting home to set yourself up, you know, so I, I definitely gave myself a reprieve, but I knew that I had to show up because it was important to the longevity of the process. me, right, right. Like me personally. So yeah, that was the goal. And then the why um, was <sighs> one of the things that I'm learning more and more, and this is what will help with giving, excuse me, it's giving me help to be more confident is I'm drinking my own Kool-Aid. Okay. And so for, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and for um, the very beginnings of Juice Box, I've been so resistant to 
what the business could be, how it's moving, that I was being my own saboteur. And mm-hmm. so by, for this fast, I really had to like really focus on really believing in my business. And if there's something about my business I don't believe in, I can I needed to change it so that right. I can still be comfortable in my business, right? And so that was the why and then the what was to meal prep um whatever pretty much plan. And okay. so for me and, and recognizing what that planning was and what I noticed was that I could not meal prep the way that I needed to meal prep in one day. Mm. Too much too it was much. overwhelming oh overwhelming to the point i wouldn't do anything oh wow right so you know the process that i have now is i will go through the circulars to make sure who has what that i need well no not even before that i would look at recipes so i'm either on pinterest or i'm looking at somebody's youtube channel who i follow and i like what they're doing and because i'm going more plant-based mm-hmm. i'm able to kind of focus more in on these the plant Right, the vegans and the, you know, those who are doing all that kind of stuff. So then I'll come up with a a few recipes that I want to do for the week. Okay. So you say a few break down. Um, and I know this, this, this goes into the, so the reason why I'm asking Tracy to break this down is because this kind of goes into the, um, discipline and the habits piece, right? So you have to have an understanding of how you work and you have to give yourself time to understand that. And, um, and we'll, we have an episode that actually talks about deprogramming, which will move you into that later on. But, um, you have to understand that. So Tracy's walking through her process and mm-hmm. I find it very interesting because I'm going to start my um, elimination diet. And this is a little selfish plug for myself, just <laughs> trying to understand her process. Cause I right. need to, um, because of COVID all of, I'm finding that even the organic shit that I was like, Oh, ain't nobody touching this. Now they starting to go into the organic. Aisle, and I'm like, get the fuck out my house. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's because the news, everybody's like big enough better eating and stuff like that. So now people are like trying different things or they, everything's it. run out. Yeah, everything's run Get out. out to the Doritos. <laughs> Get out of my aisle. But, I know. Um, I want to hear your process just so it's helpful to me. Um, okay. It's helpful to us, right, to talk about what that process looks like and how discipline shows up differently for each of us. Because that, that's sitting there, that meal that meal planning, yeah. not even the prep. Yeah. The planning piece takes like a month. Right. <laughs> right. I ain't gonna hold you. Right. So uh, what I do know is that I will not make the same meals for the week. Oh, okay. Now some, you know, how some of those preps there, like you know, you have your chicken and your brown rice and your sweet potato, and you having that for every, dinner every day. Yeah. I will not do that because I end up throwing food away because by Wednesday I'm over it. Right. So I I had to recognize that part. And so um, usually I try to give myself uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I may have pretty much the same stuff. And then Wednesday, I will prepare stuff for Thursday and Friday. And then the weekend, I'll kind of like, you know, Saturday and Sunday, I'll just kind of free ball it. But still in the guise of this is what I have prepared so that I can still execute and not fall into the big breakfasts that my family's going to have or something like that. So that's number one. So for me, like I said, my seven day is pretty much a lot more food, but then a lot less because I'm not making all of the same stuff. So I knew that going in, like I said, I will go and check the um, whatever Pinterest or any YouTube channels that I like and then get whatever ingredients that they suggest in there, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will 
shop my pantry first, see what I do have already before I make a shopping list. And then whatever I do have, I'm going to cross that out off of the shopping list that the people have suggested for each recipe that I'm thinking about making. And then I will take what I have, my shopping list, go against the circulars Okay. To see who has what, if anybody has something on sale, to the places that I shop. Now, I'm not going to be going to places that I don't shop. Yeah, like, I don't I, shop at me, so I'm not going to be looking at their right. circle. I'm not going to every damn market just to save a penny. Yeah, if it's I'm at Aldi's, if it's at Fresh Grocer, if it's at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods, those are my four go-tos, and then I will make to go to have whatever it is. And even Walmart. Now, I'm not going to lie. Walmart has a really good... Um, it's not organic, but it's alternative. So they okay. have like a really good, like plant-based flour. So if you're looking for the chickpea flour, now this is all pre-corona. I'm thinking now they might be they back stocked up. They probably do at this point, yeah. No, I'm right. They might like be like three or four weeks in. So yeah, so everybody's kind of right. Everything's gotten much better, but right. they have a really good like chickpea flour, almond flour, chickpea uh, flour. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's a really big thing for electric eating is chickpea flour. Okay. Um. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So again, those are the five places that I will shop prior to like ordering online and different mm-hmm. things like that. But because of the influx of plant-based and vegan, there's a lot more things on the shelves. Mm. So you can go to the actual store and get a lot of stuff before you have to go online to get, get um, other things. you know, some yeah. things that are just used to not be available in the mom and pops were super, super small. So create the meal plan, um, well, get the shopping, create the list so I can try to stay as affordable as possible. And then from there, I will just come home, put everything away. And then the next day would be me making whatever I'm making for, you know, whatever day of the week I'm on. So if I'm on Sunday, I'm, I'm getting ready for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then I'm moving forward from there. So that's what I've learned in the six years of trying to master um how I, how I'm gonna operate, and I just recognized in like the last couple of weeks that mm, this is the way, right? That I'm gonna have to move forward in order to be effective. And I haven't been on a scale at all. Yeah, I don't before <laughs> the um the fast, I'm, right? But okay. I know that I'm, I I I feel it. I my my waist has gotten smaller. I'm waiting on my waist beads to come because that's kind of how I'm gonna be using um how I'm going to measure myself on a consistent basis. I'm on a scale maybe once a month, um, but overall, that's absolutely not how I'm going to operate. Cool. So I'm going to say this first, and then I'm going to say something else afterwards. Um, For women, and this is um, just something that I've learned in my journey of health as well, um, I stay away from the scale like Tracy does. I think I may touch it once or twice um, a month. I just out of curiosity, uh, when I first started this journey, I found myself on it and I drove myself crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and a lot of um, the registered dietitians and nutritionists and people in the nutrition area now, the nutrition environment, are recommending that we stay away from the scale. Like don't use that as our gauge because you're not always going to see it. It redistributes with us. It does like our weight does really interesting things um, that men's doesn't. So 
the scale isn't a great indicator, but pay attention to how your clothes are fitting. Like I even noticed, um, which I'm a little sad about, that my uh, my bras <laughs> are fitting different. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, not these. Yeah. Um, you can take everything else. Yeah. But, um, and then my clothes are fitting different and, you know, I just feel different. So pay attention to that mm-hmm. but, and, and use the scale as, you know, when you go to your doctor's office, they're like, oh, hop on the scale and their scale says you're 10 pounds heavier than what you are in your home scale. Go with your home scale. Yeah. You know, your doctor's office scale. So I just wanted to point that out. And then I heard in your sharing that whole process, right? Mm -hmm. So you were talking about it took you six years. That's some serious consistency. Yeah. And some serious changing of habits because you had to take that process pay attention to it, observe mm-hmm. it, figure out what works and doesn't work. There's mm-hmm. your consistency, but mm-hmm. then tweak it and twerk it, as you like mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's changing your habits to suit what really works for you. Mm-hmm. And then in all of that, you've been able to find the discipline to even continue with the process, right? Because right, yeah. That in and of itself, to say, I've been doing this for six years, off and on, right? Mm-hmm. Consistent, consistent, inconsistently consistent. Correct. Uh, yes. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it all. Um, and you've been able to really embody those three things in mm-hmm. that one process. Now, right. mind you, I'm sure we do this in all areas and aspects of our life, but you've been, you actually walked us through what discipline, consistency, and changing of habits actually looks like in just discovering what works for you to be, to walk your walk and talk your talk. Nice. That's excellent. Yeah. So Who knew? Yeah, look at you. Right. Look at you. Gold star for Tracy. Yeah. Virtual hot vibes. Yeah, right. But no, but you're absolutely right. And so, and again, this was just from the eating aspect, but this goes right into and can go right into business. Business, yeah. Right. And so, as you would say, giving yourself grace and space to figure out Mm. what's working best for you in your business. Mm. Right. And so, I think that I know for me, the biggest aha in the last year. 19 I'm speaking of, um, was I am the decision maker Mm. for my business. That was the the huge takeaway that I took from 2019. And, you know, I didn't realize how stunned I was prior to that for not being comfortable in making the decision. Wow. You know, and how that happens. And so we, I'm saying this to ourselves and to our audiences, of course, Know that that comes with owning your own business. And I don't care if it's your 100% business, if it's your side business, if it's your whatever. You are the head of that business, unless you're co-doing it with someone else. But whoever is the owners, you are the head. And you make the decisions. And when you're not making decisions or you're getting the um, opinions of everybody, nothing's getting done. Right. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you don't consider what's best for the employees, for the company as a whole and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, you make the decision. Not the manager, not the assistant manager, not the employee. How they move in the business may help you make a decision, but it's yours nonetheless. So, you know, um, but understanding that that comes with you figuring it out. Mm hmm. 
and it doesn't all come in a day. It doesn't all come, <laughs> you know, by the time. Yeah. It, oh, right. It's it 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 is it, flu, it's fluid, and that's right. the one thing that I've learned about business too is it's fluid, and you have to be. It's actually comforting now to me that it's fluid. Whereas before, it was just like, well, why isn't that? Yeah. Why isn't that concrete? Because that's kind of how I would operate it because I was always looking for somebody else to make a decision Set for. Set the path, yeah. Set the path. This yeah, is the direction. So, yeah, so, um, so yeah, so that's defining your what and your whys. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and like Kiana eloquently showed in me sharing my experience how all of that can show you your discipline, your consistency, and changing of your habits. Mm-hmm. So the next tip that I want to share is to journal daily. Mm. Um, now Kiana, share your experience with journaling and business. So, um, journaling, I think I mentioned this in one of the previous episodes has really shown me where I've come from. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and even, um, so now as you have done with your meals, um, I've recognized, or your eating habits, actually, I'm sorry, not just your meals, but your entire mm-hmm. way of living around food um, and re- how you relate to food. I've done that with journaling in the sense of, you know, I started with a little diary, I think, that had a lock that could be picked when I was like, and then, because um, if you lost your key, you would ask yeah. them. Oh, man. <laughs> Until you had somebody pick that, that you know, right. like, <laughs> <laughs> um, then you know who your friends are that you could take to go take and get your car. But yes. anyway, <laughs> oh, I never had those friends. Oh. <laughs> I had well, one or two. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm gonna keep you in my pocket yeah. uh, and away from my locks. Um, <laughs> yes, my personal items. Right. Um, but then I graduated into like getting a journal every now and again. To now where I have a dream journal, a meditation journal, um, and then I have uh, my everyday journal that I mm-hmm. journal in. And I use that as my my uh, me space, mm-hmm. right? Like my, yeah. um, I get to, to, as Tracy said, I get to write love letters to myself mm-hmm. every day. And um, it is refreshing because it opens me up. Like I, I flow in ways when I'm journaling, things come to the surface in journaling that I don't give myself permission to allow to come to the surface at any other time. And I'm able to understand my what and my why Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. of my journaling. And Mm -hmm. I'm able to see where my consistency lies. I'm able to see where my discipline is. I'm able to see where my habits have changed Mm -hmm. um, in my journaling. So it's, I try to do it at least three times a week. Okay. Um, it would be nice to do it every day, mm-hmm. but I also have, and this will, I actually can share this in the show notes. So I also have been doing something else because we have our um, emotional intention group that we have. Mm-hmm. And I created a um, template for keeping track of our energy, right? Which I'll share with the group. Yay! Um, <laughs> and I put it in my calendar. So every day now I go in and I talk about, you know, what are my thoughts and how am I feeling? What's my feeling intention? And then I have miscellaneous. And then I have, um, you know, what was the, what, what, where are we in the lunar cycle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. How do I feel one. like, where am I in my menstrual cycle? Right. Mm-hmm. And 
um, just to really get in touch with and observe those things. So, you know, my journaling has actually evolved into me checking in on my energies um, and and my ebbs and my flows and mm-hmm. really paying attention to that. So um, journaling every day, I did it every day in the beginning. And now I'm able to do it intentionally in ways and spaces and places. Oh, and I have a tarot journal too. I had to mm. add that. Um, doing it in ways and spaces that make sense to me. So whereas I'm, I think I probably do journal every day. So maybe right. if I'm doing like Just my tarot differently, differently right. right? So maybe yeah. I'm doing my tarot on Monday and that I had a dream that I really wanted to write down and then interpret on Tuesday. And then right. Wednesday I'm writing in my personal journal. And then, mm-hmm. you know, after a meditation, mm-hmm. I see a lotus mm-hmm. flower. I need to write right. that down, you know? Right. So as you said, Tracy, I am journaling every day in one of those journals. Right. And whereas some people are like, oh, well, that's very controlling. And I was like, no, it's actually paying attention to my energy. And, and each journal for me um, creates holds a space. So Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is I connect to my journals and um, they tell me who I'm going to write in that day. Mm -hmm. And by me listening to them and when I see them and I open them up, that energy flows right into that journal. Mm -hmm. Um, As opposed to me feeling like I just have this one journal that I have to write in and I have to put everything in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other ones when I have like this beautiful purple butterfly one, that's my meditation. And it's just as I'm picking it up, I just feel like, oh, yes, I've meditated and I'm, you know, now I'm ready to write in this. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm doing my my dream journal, I, I wake up and I'm like... I can feel it. I know what it feels like. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, this is it. All right, I'm right. in the dark, like scribbling. Right. So, but they all suit that particular energy. And so mm-hmm. it's not controlling, it's observing and it's paying homage and acknowledging and honoring that those energies are different. Yeah, and everything about you is different, yes. right? So it's not just, um, I think that for a lot of people, we are just only familiar with one way of journaling. Mm. And so when people say, like, some days I'm annoyed that I have like 50 different books because <laughs> it's like, God damn it, what is my book? Like, that's not the book. And I don't remember where I put it, or it's not in my book bag, or it's not next mm-hmm. to the desk, or it's not, you know, but I, like you, uh, well, I don't have, I don't have half the stuff. None of my books are intentional like yours are, and I'm like, right now, let me get my <laughs> little <laughs> new meditation yeah. journal. Um, but, you know, I do have like a content book. So when I'm doing content creation, I just write content only in there. Then I have my personal journal um, that I don't write like you. I don't write it every day. And some weeks I forget all about it. Um, but then I have the journal that I carry for um, the business. And I do yeah. carry that with me every day. And so um, I talked about this before. But for me, my journaling is brain dumping. Mm, and so yes. usually that will be once a week, but I've started to, in my nighttime routine, okay. started to bring up in the evening, no matter, it could be two things, it could be 20 things, but oh, I just kind of, yeah, so I try to bring up it all out and then it really does set me up for the next day. Hmm. Um, and it's usually in line with whatever I've set for the week, but I'm noticing that before I was doing this on a nightly basis, my sleep was not as uh, sound. Okay. And so now I'm sleeping much better when I'm in the wind down phase, which usually means I'm watching Netflix or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I can focus on Netflix and fall asleep 
and I don't feel like I forgot to do something or I don't feel like, oh my God, what was that I said I wanted to do? Or what was that new uh, drink that I created? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I put all of that down already. And so now it frees my, my brain up and my body up of letting yeah, re- go. Actually relax. Right. And that's why I like to call it a dump because it's it's not pretty. It's not perfect. It's not specific. It's not anything um, along those lines. So great. Because you just uh, shared the... Uh, you're going to share your intention, mm-hmm. uh, right? And so that, that was the next point that I was going to talk about was you and the group that you created on us setting our intention. So I do want you to talk about that. Um, and then I'll share as a participant. So you're okay. going to be speaking from the facilitator side and maybe how you came up with it or whatever. But then okay. I can share from my point of view how it's been so helpful to me instantly. For me. So, okay. yeah, if you want to, you know, just kind of share the intention or the name and, you know, whatever the case may be. All right. So um, the name is pretty much, you know, the emotional intention group. Right. So um, and this really goes really well with um, our conversation topic today of the discipline and the consistency and the changing of habits. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been on like this crazy um, journey of um, self-understanding and analysis pretty much since I was circling the drain in 2015 after my injury. Um, I realized I didn't know who the hell I was. Um, and that was profound in the sense of, I was like, you know, who I thought I was, where I thought I was going, what I thought life would look like none of that is happening. And it's kind of, it reminds me of when people find out that their adoptive parents aren't their biological parents. And Mm. I've heard this story and it's like, you've been lying to me all this time. Now I really have to figure out who I am. So I'm going Mm. on this journey. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was for me. It was like, I was told to go to school, get a good job, work for it, and it's going to be in sunshine and rainbows and white picket fences and so forth and so on. And then the shit hit the fan for me when I got injured. And that whole, it's like the tower tarot card. Like if you've ever seen it, it's like this thing, everything's blowing up. There's smoke, there's people flying. It's it's just, it is chaotic. And Mm -hmm. that's what my life was. So I was like, oh, well, you know, I've been thinking about meditation for years. Let me... (laughs) let me try it. And I would try it and it wouldn't work. And I'm like, I'm broken. It's not working. It's not doing what is my type A personality is. I'm like, right. I should be Zen. And right. Because like, <laughs> I said so. Right. Exactly. Because right. I right. decided I should be Zen. Right. I should be Zen and I'm not Zen. Um, so like I kept looking for things that would, that, that spoke to and resonated with me. And finally I had this doctor, my integration medicine doctor. I love her. She is from Germany and she is a kindred spirit. She was like, <laughs> you need to go to a class because you can't do this right. <laughs> she was like, you need a class. You need to be around people who are doing this so you can kind of ease yourself into it. Yeah, yeah. Because right before that, I, like maybe a couple of weeks before, I was like, mm, maybe I should do a meditation class. But that sounds asinine because I'm around people learning how to meditate. Like, I'm not really sure how this works. So when she said it, I was already open. And a lot right. of times they say when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm-hmm. So she introduced me to um, Jefferson has it's called the MBSR program and it's mindfulness based stress reduction. Mm-hmm. And we'll put that in the show notes. Okay. Um, and hopefully um, there are other And what they noticed was, and it's through a teaching, and I cannot remember the gentleman's name, but we'll put the website in the show notes so you can just take a look and then find something that works for you in your area. Right. Um, but when I went to this class, I remember, Tracy, the first time I went in there, 
excuse me, just to, they, as a uh, orientation, they had us all sit in a room together and I had on, I call it my white peasant shirt that's mm-hmm. like all fluffy and roughly mm-hmm. and you know pretty and I felt very uh gypsy-esque mm-hmm. and I had like this gypsy skirt on it was blue and white blue is my favorite color and I just felt very in tune right mm-hmm. I was like this outfit and it was funny because I didn't even pick the outfit until I put it on and I was like mm-hmm. oh okay so I get there and it's a beautiful summer day and we do our orientation and they just have us deep breathe and as I'm leaving I'm not kidding you. I can hear the goddamn birds chirping. Mm-hmm. I'm not being, I'm not holding you. I was just mm-hmm. like, I'm noticing what I never noticed before when I'm walking mm-hmm. the street. Mm-hmm. So as I, and we'll also have this. So there was, there was three books that as I'm getting ready to meet with my um, integration in April of 2019, I read, listen to the power of vulnerability by Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I was on my dad's because I last year I spent a lot of time with my dad and my stepmom, like going back and forth to DC mm-hmm. on their porch. And I'm going, I'm crying. I mean, mm-hmm. just she was telling stories about shoe drops and why, um, why is it when life is going good for us, we just automatically assume that the shit's gonna hit the fan. Mm-hmm. And and I so that opened me up. And then the mm-hmm. next book that I read was Untethered Soul. Mm-hmm. And I was just blown away by that book. As a matter of fact, I listened to it, tried to read it, and then had to come back and listen to it again. Mm. And so those are two books that really opened me up. And then the next one I stumbled upon was, um, I'm not going to say it right, but The Power of Deliberate deliberate Intent. Mm. So that's where our intentional, um, our emotion intentional group came from. Okay. Um, they were talking about... Um, Jerry and Esther Hicks mm-hmm. were talking about how we can set our emotions to, to stay up on this high flying disc. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm listening to this and I was like, I would love to set these intentions for myself every morning and just see how long I can hold on to this intention. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, well, why the fuck I'm gonna do this by myself? Like I have some friends who are in business um, we are all spiritually aligned in the mm-hmm. sense of what our, our beliefs are similar. You know, we're all in the trenches together. And while some of us are more on the religious side than mm-hmm. others, mm-hmm. um, we are still very tolerant and understanding, right, of each other and every, other people's differences. So there was like a non-judgmental space that we hold. Right. And so I said, you know, I'll, I'll reach out to everybody. And, and I did it separately um, just to see what everybody's um, response was to it, if it was something mm-hmm. that they were open to. And I decided to do it as a chat. So that um, we're moving into, eventually we're going to have a Facebook group for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to get over my own issues with Facebook and Tracy <laughs> knows I got issues. <laughs> we, we've had lengthy conversations about this. Um, but I, Which I is know- not a bad thing. Yeah. I, I absolutely appreciate your resolve and reserve for things because if nothing else, it makes me do more research. Okay. Good. You know what I mean? Which is what it's supposed to be about. You don't just do because everybody else is doing it. You do it to make sure that you keep control because as a business owner, you don't want to lose control exactly. all because you've given it to. So, you know, else. I do. Yeah. So yeah, but I'm sorry. No, I'm glad you, I'm glad you shined there. Cause she be like, yeah, yeah. Kiana got control. Issues. You fucking do. Right? <laughs> 
that's how she introduces me. This is my girl with control yes, issues. Yes. She be, right. She be trying yes. to get you to think um all the yes. time. She won't yes. let you shut it no. down. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Exhausted. Right. <laughs> I don't want to think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I'm here to just chat and chew. Right. <laughs> um but yeah, and I, I also recognize too that, so um, I'm doing a webinar series later on in the year of the five aspects of health, right? Because we mm-hmm. only look at physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized that my mental and spiritual health was not in alignment with anything. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't understand why um, I had a personal trainer last year. And while I was getting spelled, <laughs> I noticed, oh girl, that's another episode. That's a whole thing, Ooh. honey. I couldn't even get my cookie because of this brother, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we're we going to have to do a special episode on that yeah. one. <laughs> Tracy thought she was going to have to throw down right along with me. Child <laughs> taking my earrings off like, what is going on? And like, oh my God. Okay, I'm just going to get ready. <laughs> wasn't seeing the results that I was looking for um, mm-hmm. externally. And it was because my internal was all thrown off. Right. And so that's why I'm doing the webinar because I'm just like, yo, we got we to gotta align. And I'm not saying that my alignment looks like your alignment, but you need to be aware that you're not aligned. Right. Then you, when you step out into the world, you look differently. So when we right. take this intention, I wanted us to step out in the world intentionally um, and recognize and notice how we're stepping out into the world and how our interactions with the world can sometimes knock us off our square. And Mm. how do we get back on our square? Mm Because you could get knocked off and be off that thing all day long. Mm -hmm. And then you wait, you come home and you, you still knocked off and you're not Mm -hmm. really, you're not conscious or cognizant Mm -hmm. of being knocked off your square. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I, I really wanted to hold the space for us where we can hold the space for ourselves and stay on our square. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let Tracy, I'm going to let Tracy come in in this. Um, and before I do, I, so I did some research and I sent out, you know, emotional mm-hmm. vibrational scale images. Mm-hmm. And then we actually have taken, um, cause one of the ones that I really fight with um, is contentment, contentment versus boredom. Mm. Um, and um, so I use this as a gauge. This wasn't, oh, we have to use this all the time, but it's really a way for you to look and be like, oh, contentment. Mm, That doesn't really feel like contentment for me. Maybe it's boredom or Mm -hmm. what, you know, and then you can Mm -hmm. tell is, is, and I don't like um, negative and positive emotions because we feel emotions for a reason. They are our, how we tell that we're in alignment with things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and we need that, that, that gauge, that valve to be able to, um, anger is something that we're told is bad. And I think anger can be very powerful if you harness it well. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why I wanted to just share this scale. So we had something to gauge with, and then we kind of have done different things with it and it's, it's morphed and it comes back. And so I'm just, I'm really into, um, paying attention to being in alignment, noticing your emotions and telling them they're okay. Like hugging that anger. Oh, Mm -hmm. anger. I love you. Mm -hmm. And I know you're here. Fear. Mm -hmm. You have freaked me out my whole life, but guess what? I welcome you in Mm -hmm. and let's have a conversation because you have something very valid to say, which is why you keep coming up. 
So mm-hmm. let me stop ignoring you, damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. I mean, it definitely makes you address things um, head on mm-hmm. as opposed to from the side or waiting for somebody else to address mm. it for you. Um, I know as a participant of the group, um, we're on our second wave of doing it. And the first one, I want to say I noticed changes in like three days That's awesome. of being of showing up right doing the work like you know literally sitting down and setting the attention um and you know it took a a while more so for me to recognize how long I was able to hold on to the intention that was probably the longest part of the and that might have been 11 days it took me to kind of recognize oh that thing then left at you know whatever now right right (laughs) now you know I can go yep at five I love that. Can I just say, I love how Tracy, she be be in the chat like, girls, I held on to that thing till I mean, I'm being serious. Like, that thing was gone. And, you know, most of the time it comes with hunger. Mm. Once my hunger sets in, I'm done. It's like, all right, that's the rest of it. I can move on, you know, to something else, whatever. But, yeah, um, it reinforced in me the power that I have Mm. and um and I've said this before and well not to our this audience but I've said it to you Kiana and I'll say it all the time when I do my first TED talk because I will do a TED talk yes um (laughs) my right the The big one um, not even one of them little text no 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 big one yeah yeah yeah, I'll take the small one first though but yeah I'm definitely gonna be on the big I'm going to the big one yeah My title mm-hmm. is the power of choice. Mm. And so um, it reinforced my belief in that. Yeah. And so, you know, because of the intention that I set for the day, it sets the tone mm. for my day. It sets the tone in recognizing, like you said, how I'm feeling in the day. And when I'm taken off of that intention, it's like, oh, that's what happened. And then I was, and most of the time, and I've never really had a problem with, that's not true. I've had a problem in my eating. Okay. When I'm knocked off my square. Okay. And so the other day, um, pizza is the gateway for me. Right? Right. And so, like I said to you guys earlier, I did the seven day fast. I am now a... going into week two after the seven-day fast. Normally around this time, I'm back to my normal way of eating. And the food that gets me there Mm -hmm. is pizza. pizza. Mm. To me, pizza means pizza, chips, a donut from Wawa, and a cream soda. I'm just telling you, right? And the other day, I wanted all of those things, mm. right? I'm like, oh, it's you know, good all week. That's usually how I say my reward system is, oh, I did good all week. I can have these things and then I'll get right back on Saturday. And that never happens because that food combination is the gateway for me to binge oh, the whole weekend. Yes. And then I continue on and now I got to wait till my seven day fast comes. And now, you know, this, this is how my thinking is. And so, um, 
yeah, that's how I'm unable to not let something affect me, right? Okay. Whether it's a conversation I had with my husband, whether it's, you know, my kids are doing the most or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I had to give somebody a refund. That rarely happens, but it does happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or somebody's unhappy with the hours that we have. And that can all set me off. Right. And set me into a place of doubt and a place of, you know, uncertainty. And, you know, all of these things that come and then up. You're you circling know, the dream. Right. And then, you know, it goes back to, oh, well, you know, I want to do it. I want to be, I want to feel a certain way as I operate my business. And I'm constantly in this cycle that I can't break. Mm-hmm. But yet people are coming to me for advice and I can't break my own cycle. So that creates a whole nother cycle right. of, yeah, on its own. Right. right. So, yeah. So for the first time, I'm saying all that to say because of everything that's going on in my life, but this setting of the intention, being I absolutely aware aware of where I was mm-hmm. in the moment of this is what I wanted, and then I was able to. I didn't get any of that stuff. I stayed on task, mm-hmm. and then I was able. I'm able to now. You know, four days later, I'm not in the rut of you know the candy, the cookies, the right. popcorn. The you know, I'm still on track. So that's as a participant how it's been for me, um, and I love it. It's like. When, when we took the break, everybody like, um, are we coming? Are we doing? I know, like, right? Hey, they were like, uh, we, can you like, like, can we start yesterday? Yeah, I mean, like, are we are we waiting till the first? Right? <laughs> <laughs> can we start sooner? I mean, yeah. I just and it's funny because I wanted to add. So I'm glad you brought that up. And I wanted to say one of the other things I noticed was as a Gen X, mm-hmm. we were told to get over our feelings. Oh, girl. Right. So our feelings were never validated as women. We walk around feeling all the time, you know, like that's that I was just telling Tracy about um, an intuitive um, feeling I had about something. And if I wasn't in tune with my intentions and paying attention, I would have totally discounted this feeling that I had in this one situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I listened because when, it, when my husband spoke into it, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we on the same page. Then yeah. this means we both need to, he has something, I'm going to let him speak to it, right? right. Um, and so as Gen Xs, we, we've never been given that space. No. We've never been given that space to, to feel. It's like, I, I even remember when I would hear millennials say, oh, I feel like, I'd be like, take your feelings and shove them up your, and we can just keep moving because that ain't a fact. That ain't a nothing. I can't. You're that's 12. Not, right. I'm not, that's not tangible. Yeah. Get your feelings out of here. But yeah. now I'm like, I, I don't say I feel, you know, it's like my perspective is, or this was my mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do check in with my feelings at the, at, at every situation I was at um <laughs> I had to call Tracy I was at PPA and oh, yeah. <laughs> the parking authority uh I got knocked <laughs> off my square the mafia car. what I was <laughs> yo who it was but I will say because we were doing the intention challenge at that time I was able to recognize when I would get to a point and I even said to the woman I'm like I'm pissed and while it has a little bit to do with you, it's really about the situation. Mm-hmm. But if you hand me that paper or you do, I'm, I can't guarantee that my response won't come off and we won't be in here rolling. I'm just, mm. I'm, you know, like I can recognize right now that I'm, I'm about to black out and whatever mm. happens, 
It happens. Yeah. And I'm just letting you know. And she's like, well, I don't under-, and, and what what really pisses me off is when people are like, well, I don't understand why you're taking it out on me. And it's like, you, I ain't taking nothing out on you. I'm angry. Right. You just sitting here. You know, you're a conduit to the entity, to the process, to the whatever. Mm-hmm. And since you chose to sit in that seat, take it, bitch. That's what I was wanting to say sometimes. <laughs> so I just had to let that go. I mean, right. I'm just letting y'all know, if you're sitting on the other side, stop saying that shit. Because right. it's it's putting fuel on the fire. Right. Where you're, you're not taking accountability for the choice you made sitting on the edge of that seat. Like, you chose right. to represent this entity knowing. I say that, yeah. Yeah. So shut the fuck up. Just be like, you know what? I sometimes if you say I understand, but this is this is the way. This is the process, right? This is this the, is process. the process. Yeah, I can. I'm. Yeah, I'm just. A, I just work here. Right. Um, I yeah, respect yeah. you more than saying, "Oh, you taking it out on me, bitch." I've been dealing with this since July. It's fucking February. Right. Like, yeah, somebody got to take it. Put the man in front of me because that's who I really want to give it to. Now, yeah. I'm going to come up off that. I just need to share that. That was some passion right there. Right. But it helped right. me understand. I, I literally could hear myself in my head going, okay, Kiana, you know your intention was um, love and compassion, right? So my compassion in that moment was me sharing with her, this is what's going on. This is how I'm feeling. And this is where I'm coming from. And I can articulate that now. So it gave mm-hmm. me the power to be able to articulate. And I, I wasn't I wasn't anywhere near the pit bull that I have been when mm-hmm. I haven't done that. Now, when I left PPA, I was out in the street like, that's a motherfucker. Right. All out in the street. And I didn't right. care that people saw me because it was like, I need to release this mm-hmm. and I'm going to because mm-hmm. my family is not going to get this. I'm not taking this home with me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let this shit right here in front of PPA and I'm going to keep it moving. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was able to do. Yeah. And that's what the setting the intention um, has done for me and for Kiana. And I'm almost sure for the other young ladies that are in our group. Um, and so Kiana will share some um, exercises and some tips as, as well in the show notes for that. If that's something that you are interested in participating with. The last thing I want to talk about with the finding discipline, consistency and changing habits is to create a quick win. Mm. Yourself so that you can get that domino moving into changing your habits. And I would also uh, encourage us all to share the results. Mm. Um, You know, whether it's with your spouse, your mate, your children, family, you know, people you can trust in the process that you're in. Not everybody in your circle currently can support you. So, in all that you're doing and all that you're moving, you must find people who can support you in what you are doing. And sometimes, unfortunately, it's not your spouse. Mm. Your spouse may not even be the person who can support you in what you're doing. And so, you know, as myself and Kiana, as we found each other. Yeah. And in finding each other, we found... Oh, (laughs) shut up. Um, You know, we found a kindred spirit in us in the processes of what we were going through and the journeys and, you know, all of the things. So the person may not be in your life today, but they're coming. They're coming. Yeah. So, you know, just be open to who's coming in and who you can eventually share with. I'm not saying to dump everything on that person. In the <laughs> that may be a bit much, right? right. They, they may not be off, ready. <laughs> I be a little off-putting, you know. Um, <laughs> I love that off-putting. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I say, oh, no matter what the situation, um, 
even if it's just sharing it on your social media, um, if you're one of those kind of people, because sometimes I know that there are people that I've met through social media who have been hella supportive mm-hmm. um, in my business, more so than the people that I grew up with, more so than the people that I went to school with, more than the people that, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So you will never know who the universe is sending to you, but you have to put, be it, open. put yourself out there. Yeah, right. Put exactly. yourself out there and be open. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, Keanu, did you have anything else you wanted to add for? No, I think that was awesome. No. Okay. Well, thank you everybody. Again, we are the host of So We Did A Thing podcast and we will catch you in the next episode. All right. Talk to you later. All right. <laughs>